The Florida Panthers welcomed in the Vancouver Canucks under Bruce Boudreaux, who went 8-0-1 since Boudreaux was hired as the head coach of the Vancouver Canucks. How did the Florida Panthers bear against them, especially after Vancouver is playing their first game in over nine days? Find out next on the latest edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Wednesday, January 12th edition of Locked On Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. You can follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. You can also follow the national show Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. And thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And, my God, the Florida Panthers, they continue, their ride continues to uh, now 19-3-0 at home for this Cats team. They just continue to find a way. And... This game against the Vancouver Canucks, the Vancouver Canucks coming in, they played their first game since January 1st. They went 8-0-1 under Bruce Boudreau since he took over as the coach in early December. And the Panthers, they gave him his first regulation loss for the season. So two interim coaches going at it with each other in this one. And before we break down this game, Andrew Burnett yesterday was named as the head coach of the Atlantic Division All-Stars for the All-Star game that's going on in early February in Vegas. I mean, what Andrew Burnett was able to inherit with this roster, with this Florida Panthers team getting 50 points in 35 games, their fewest games needed for 50 points, since 1995-96 when they did it in 34 games 17-7 and 5 as the record of the coach 14-3 and 0 at home their 110 goals total which averages 3.79 and then at home 70 goals which averaged 4.11 goals as the interim head coach for the cats and a listener actually sent me this uh, yet a few days ago about the Florida Panthers and their strength of schedule going into the last 40-plus games of the season. And the Florida Panthers are number one right now in strength of schedule uh, because, I mean, they got Colorado out of the way. They got Washington out of the way. The majority of Tampa Bay out of the way. So right now the Florida Panthers, with the majority of it being out of the way, they now it's at this point where they have to just keep winning the games they have to. Record-wise, the Vancouver Canucks are 500. But 
the stretch that they were on, this was no game for the Florida Panthers to hit the brakes and not put the gas, the foot fully on the gas pedal in this one. But the Vancouver Canucks, they did something that the Carolina Hurricanes didn't do. They stopped a lot of the Panthers' opportunities on the rush, especially early on, because the, there was a stat on the broadcast that the Canucks were one of the leading teams in offensive zone time, and the Florida Panthers were up there as well in that statistical category. But really early on, the Vancouver Canucks really dominated that, and it's not how the Florida Panthers were still winning at that point. They were taking advantage of two goals on three shots early on. And even then, that lead didn't feel safe with how the Vancouver Canucks were just controlling the zone. And the Florida Panthers, what they needed was to capitalize on some mental errors or big mistakes for the Vancouver Canucks, what they needed. And they got that later later in the game. And that's what really propelled them to win. And with five goals scored in this game, it gave an opportunity to provide a little bit of Kodak moments for this team. As Kodak Black, uh, the rapper, I mean, I don't really know much about him, but he was in attendance at FLA Live Arena last night, so a great opportunity for the Florida Panthers to give their Kodak moments. I mean, I'm a metalhead, so I I don't know too much about what Kodak Black does, but uh, Tuesday's game, uh, he became more popular, at least in uh, my eyes, uh, after his appearance there, so the Florida Panthers had got their Kodak moments based on what they were able to do from uh, period two on. So that's that's really what was the change of direction in this game. The turning point, really, in this one. And Panthers, 44 shots for Vancouver to Florida's 26. And they got five goals. Amazing. This is a team that's usually up there in shots on goal. They had a little bit of a streak just last week where they were getting 40-plus shots on goal. And the Florida Panthers, they're a top league lead in the total amount of shots. And despite being outshot by 18, the Panthers still found a way. And that is... My biggest takeaway when it comes to last night's game. So in the next segment, we're going to break down more of last night's game as the Florida Panthers defeat the Vancouver Canucks at home by a final score of 5-2. to two. So we're going to talk that more in the next segment here on Locked On Panthers. Your first listen of the day. It's the new year. That means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. 
Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which may be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. But like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and it's good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with a new limited time flavor, so check out Built.com to see what's new. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Once again, use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Second segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, where the Florida Panthers are coming off a 5-2 win over the Vancouver Canucks at home to improve their record now to 19-3-0 on home ice. And the lines for this one looked a little bit like this. Carter Hagee, Alexander Barkov, Sam Reinhart, Jonathan Huberdeau, Sam Bennett, Anthony Duclair, Frank Vitrano, Anton Lindell, Maxim Mammon, Ryan Lomberg, Etulo Storainen, and Alexi Heponiemi, defensive pairings, Mackenzie Weger, Aaron Ekblad, Gus Forsling, Raiko Gudis, Olio Levy, playing against his former team, and Brandon Montour. Sam Reinhart making his way back to the lineup. Uh, Andrew Burnett did speak to the media a few days ago and talked about how Sam Reinhart fits into any part of the lineup, regardless of where you put him. And he was back in a position that the Florida Panthers had him at the beginning of the season, at the top line before just midway through the first game, Anthony Duclair was inserted onto the first one. And like I said in the first segment, the Vancouver Canucks really dominated possession in this one early, but thanks to two goals in three shots for the Panthers, uh, they really took advantage of the opportunity when they needed to. The Ekblad goal was just on a beautiful zone entry, worked around, and Ekblad just with a laser, 10th goal of the year. And we're 36 games into this season, and Aaron Ekblad has 10 goals already for for the Panthers through 36 games. He's not going to get 30. Um, it's very rare for a defenseman to get 30 goals. However, Aaron Ekblad in his career as with the Florida Panthers, he's never scored over 16 goals in his career. He was very well on pace to get 20 goals last year as through 35 games, he had 11 points and 11 assists, 22 points total through the 2020-2021 season in that shortened 56-game year. This year is even better for Ekblad. 
32 points in 35 games, averaging almost a point per game. And we were raving about Aaron Ekblad for the Norris Trophy this year. And he's having an even better year this year than he was last. So more, more consideration definitely for the Norris that we need to give for Aaron Ekblad. And just a laser, a screen out in front. And both goals early on were thanks to screens in front of uh, Thatcher Demko, where they got two goals on three shots. And the second one, where the, the, there was great forechecking by the Florida Panthers right in the back of the net. Uh, Rad, um, Radko Gudis with a great, great trail, trailing, the, trailing the play uh, right on top of the point. And then Barkoff with, with the forecheck as well. Uh, and Gudis from the point gets the shot deflected by Sam Reinhardt. Uh, avoids touching it with a high stick. And <laughs> just in one sequence, the Panthers defenseman gets a two-thirds of the way to a Gordie Howe hat trick as him and JT Miller drop the gloves shortly after. And at first, when I saw that play, I thought Radko Gudis had his first goal of the season. And with now you kind of saw a little bit later in the game how he was trying to uh, come up with more shots to get that Gordie Howe hat trick, but Radko Gudis, he's still one of the few players who still does not have a goal this season. Mackenzie Weger was able to break through. Gus Forsling a, a few uh, days ago, it looked like that Forsling had his first goal this season, but then that was uh, changed. So only, only now two players on the Florida Panthers ha- don't have any goals, at least some of the regular uh, players who play on a consistent basis. And the Panthers defenseman did did deserve the extra two because he was ripping the helmet off of JT Miller. So the Florida Panthers were able to uh kill that power play uh for the Vancouver Canucks. And special teams during the stretch has been just so much improved for the Florida Panthers. Uh they didn't give up a power play goal for for the Vancouver Canucks in this one and their penalty kill is slowly rising as far as NHL ranks in this uh, six-game stretch since coming back from the COVID shutdown. I mean, six games out of 36, that's a very small percentage of their season, 16% uh, right now. But So that's not going to change too much of the numbers of what the PK and the power play are going to look like. So many people outside of Florida Panthers circles are going to see those numbers not drastically move up and think that there's still issues with the special teams for the Panthers. But this stretch the Panthers are on, uh, which they have seven power play goals in six games, which is just an incredible accomplishment for this Panthers team for what they've done in this stretch and not losing, more importantly. and. The Vancouver Canucks in the first period, I talked about dominating possession. Slot shots for the Canucks, they outchanced in the slot 6-1 to one in that first period. So that just goes to show what defensively the Florida Panthers uh, were doing right in front of the net. And the 
the performance of Sergei Bobrovsky as well. Uh, 42 of 44 last night in in the game, and the Panthers' goaltender kept them in this one. Where though the Florida Panthers gave them opportunities to score, the Panthers still had the lead, and they took advantage of their limited opportunities that they did um, in last night's game. And the Vancouver Canucks did get one towards the end of the first uh, to cut it down to a 2-1 deficit. But even then, with how much they were dominating early, they you never had a sense of it was over early or that you had a sense that the Vancouver Canucks were just going to continue to come on the attack. And they did. But the Florida Panthers, they the goaltending and being very opportunistic as well. Let's talk about opportunities for the Panthers. And everything was going at a decent pace for this game. It was still 2-1 in the middle of the second period. But one game-changing penalty happened for the Vancouver Canucks. Tyler Mott and his interference on Brandon Montour as Brandon Montour was trailing a breakaway nowhere near the play. And this is probably what drives coaches crazy. When you have penalties away from the play that have nowhere near the puck. And that interference on Montour, of course, Montour was trying to trail the play and likely if Anthony Duclair were to pass it to Montour, maybe a point shot. However, it was, it was pretty far away from where the puck was. Anyway, so those are unforced errors by Vancouver. And John Huberdeau takes advantage. Rister from the left faceoff circle. But it's deflected off of uh, Sam Reinhart. And Sam Reinhart, one of his two goals in uh, this one, where the Panthers now have seven players with 10-plus goals this season, which leads the NHL. No team has seven players with 10-plus goals through the part of the season where most teams and some not everyone has played this amount of games where a good amount of teams have played games somewhere in the mid-30s. The Panthers are around that area. And, of course, they've been very lucky with COVID that they were able to get a majority of their roster back from COVID. And they haven't had as many postponements as a lot of the Canadian teams in the NHL. But very opportunistic for this Florida Panthers team. Not many teams can say that they have even five players or even four that have scored 10-plus goals. I mean, the Edmonton Oilers have two superstars in Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. But where else have they gotten their scoring? I mean, they did even... They, they are on the verge of signing Evander Kane, who we talked about it yesterday on yesterday's episode. But they're going they're probably going to get some scoring there. But even then, it doesn't equal to seven where the Florida Panthers are at. Amazing. And the, the goal that made it 3-1 at 846 in the second period, that was the change of direction that the Panthers needed. And then, <laughs> my God, Anton Lindell. Hockey sense. 
the amount of hockey sense this guy has. He was near the end boards. That no look behind the legs past the Maxim Mammon. Backhand through, through Thatcher Demko. Four goals on 13 shots at that point. Amazing. <laughs> Not a good stat if you're a goalie giving up that many goals. But for Anton Lundell, eight points in his last nine games. You, you see the season average numbers and the amount of points that he has through the amount of games that he's played. And the adjustment period was a little slow for Lundell. But now getting that opportunity to play on that second line for a stretch period, stretch period of time, and then going back to the third, gaining that experience and moving it all down. I mean, Andrew Burnett talked about how the top two lines are like 1A and 1B. And that third line could very well be a lot of other teams' second line. And that fourth line can be a lot of teams' third line, too, which is incredible. You Embarrassment of riches for this Florida Panthers team. And the... Rookie, man, just the trust that the Panthers have in this guy. And Maxim Mammon, for the time that he spent in the KHL and the fact that he was able to improve his game, spend a little bit of top-line minutes with Alexander Barkov and Carter Verhage, learned a little bit from there and brought it back to the third line, and you're getting that secondary scoring that you need. Incredible. What this what they continue to do and the 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 last the last goal where the florida panthers they there was three things that really went well on that shorthanded goal by barkov jonathan huberto just continues to just play extremely well on the pk there was a many times where on that exact same PK where he was just pinning the puck to the end to the boards and not allowing Vancouver to possess the puck on the on on their power play, and Sergey Bobrovsky in that moment a bad clear by Radical Gudis and he was able to bail the Panthers out to not allow them to cut the deficit, and then Barkov on that breakaway uh, now his third shorthanded goal of the season for for Barkov and. 5-1 after 2. You're getting outshot 27-20 to 20 at that time. And the neutral zone was very important early on for the Panthers on what they were doing with zone entries early on. But they were starting to figure out the Vancouver Canucks in the neutral zone. That, that's really what really made the difference in this one. And third period, they, they gave up a, a goal by Tyler Mott. and. <laughs> The Sam Bennett gets another goalie interference. He had, I remember he had one uh, in the preseason uh, in their game in Orlando against uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, but I thought it was a little bit of a flop by Andre Vasilevsky behind the, behind the net. But an- another penalty for uh, Sam Bennett, just a little, bit, a little bit out of position, but I don't think he should, w- was able to get out of the way. Uh, so another... Uh, Penalty where a lot of people probably had their heads scratching with Sam Bennett and his positioning, but the the Panthers they they still find a way to win. They still found a way to even in their not their best possession game. They still 
capitalized on mistakes. And again, that the turning point was that Tyler Mott penalty, which the Vancouver Canucks were still very well in this game. And then that was the turning point. The Panthers power play still ranked 19th in the NHL. Like I said, uh, this stretch of the season won't improve your numbers too much. And that's what I want to tell you guys that with this stretch of power play goals for the Panthers and what they're doing on special teams, look more at that right now than you do at season averages based on this team. Because right now what they're doing is just the the team and the kind of unit on special teams that we expected going into this season. And this run continues, those power play numbers will eventually go up and go inside the top 10. So that, that it was also just a matter of health on this team. The Panthers, for the most part, right now, through 36 games, are the healthiest that they've been all season. And they've had, they've had a lot of great luck um, this year with, with, with that. And th- th- in this game, Aaron Eckblad, three points, a goal and two assists. Sam Reinhart, three goals in his first game back from the COVID list. Anton Lundell, the two points, eight, eight points in his last nine. Barkoff, two. Jonathan Huberto leads the team in shots with five and second in time on ice. That penalty kill for, the, uh, for Jonathan Huberto uh, continues to be a major factor in this game. And one thing that Aaron Brown of the Hockey News spoke about, how Jonathan Huberto's season, when it comes to a stretch of games of not having a point, the most he's gone this season has been two games of a stretch where Jonathan Huberto didn't record a point. And that was the point in the early part of the season in November where the Florida Panthers were on their northeastern road trip around New York, New Jersey, Pittsburgh. That was when the Florida Panthers were not playing their best hockey, and Jonathan Huberto wasn't as well. It was an in, on an individual basis and on a team basis. But then after that, we haven't, ha- we haven't seen Jonathan Huberto go three games or even more than two in, in a while where he hasn't recorded a point. And the heart consideration needs to accelerate for Jonathan Huberto. And he's catching up with the point leaders of the two superstars in Edmonton and Alexander Ovechkin. But a little bit of context, too, with this. Let's, let's be a little real that Edmonton hasn't played a lot lately. They just had another game moved against the Ottawa Senators uh, to a different date. I, I, I forget what date it is that they rescheduled it, but there's another postponement for Edmonton. So gotta still at least can put some consideration for Jonathan Huberto to win the heart because what he's been doing with Barkov in the lineup and without, without Anthony Duclair in the lineup as well, Sam Reinhart on the COVID list, Sam Bennett suspension, he hasn't taken his foot off the gas. And it's time for more people to put a little bit of their attention on 
Jonathan Huberdeau specifically. And of course, this Florida Panthers team. I mean, the Florida Panthers do have the attention of the National Hockey League. We can't deny that. <laughs> especially, especially with the many Kodak moments that they had last night. They had a lot of attention on them. But the Florida Panthers, they, uh, they uh, definitely have, have the attention of the National Hockey League. But at the same time, get, get some campaign for uh, Jonathan Huberdeau for the heart. I don't know if he wins it, but you got to put his name out there somewhere for for those votes. Just incredible for this uh Florida Panthers team as they continue to win now once again. 19-3-0 at home. Impressive by this Florida Panthers team as they continued their home dominance. And best part, they're 500 on the road. Aaron Eckblad after the game talked about what they were able to do at home and they want to do that consistently on the road. He redirected a question from the media to talking about how he wants to do that on the road. And that's a great mindset. When the Florida Panthers were up 4-1, Aaron Eckblad also talked about how Barkov was talking about the next goal. And talk about a captain who's locked in too. So this, this Panthers team, their focus is there more importantly, even when they're up big against uh, the Vancouver Canucks. So the, the focus is there, the motivation is there, and the production from wins and losses is there too. It's resulting in that. And you as the Florida Panther fan, you have every reason to be excited about what this team has done this season. In the next segment, we're going to go over where the Florida Panthers stand in the rest of the NHL after Tuesday night's action. So keep it right here on Locked on Panthers. Your first listen of the day. Got beard? Get primal. You heard me right. Got beard? Get primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who's never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product, Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with new impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils make balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. The combo kit makes a great New Year's gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. We know that every company claims to have the best. The Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel and beard to the other product they've used. We promise you, you'll see and feel the difference. Remember, use the code LOCKEDON gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Use the code LOCKEDON at checkout for 20% off. Third and final segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast where the Florida Panthers are coming off a... 5-2 win over the Vancouver Canucks on Tuesday night at FLA Live Arena. So the Florida Panthers, with their win on Tuesday, they're creeping up slowly on the Carolina Hurricanes as far as points percentage. And the Carolina Hurricanes do have three games in hand. They're three points behind the Panthers. They had their game against the Philadelphia Flyers postponed, which their social media team was a little funny with how they uh, did with their time in Philly about Photoshopping their players behind landmarks in Philly, the Rocky statue, the Love statue, the uh so it was it was kind of funny. But so they didn't have uh they didn't have a game on Tuesday night postponed. Uh the Tampa Bay Lightning defeat the Buffalo Sabres six to one, so they're still tied in points. Uh but the Florida Panthers do have two games in hand on the Tampa Bay Lightning and they've won the season series. So 
So you could check that box off. So just continue controlling your own destiny and you, you'll be well on your way to winning the division. What, like I said, easiest strength of schedule now for the Florida Panthers from here on out to the rest of the season. And that's without playing Toronto yet. The Le- Speaking of the Leafs, they win against the Vegas Golden Knights on the road in a shootout, 4-3. to three. Jack Eichel returned on the ice for the Vegas Golden Knights. And it's really hard to believe that I kind of forgot, in a way, but not really, that Jack Eichel is a member of the Vegas Golden Knights. And it's crazy to think how stacked this team is going to be when Eichel does come back. And the Florida Panthers will be facing Vegas at the end of January. Not sure if uh, Eichel will be back for that one, but later, later down the line in March, when the Panthers do go on a West Coast trip, chances are they will see him in Vegas. Uh, another score, uh, Penguins, they defeat the Anaheim Ducks 4-1 to in Evgeny Malkin's first game back for the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Florida Panthers do have one more matchup against the Pens this year, so they'll be facing Evgeny Malkin at least once this season after avoiding him twice. And I saw a thing on Instagram about Evgeny Malkin being back, him and Sidney Crosby, and had the Michael Jordan last dance <laughs> photoshopped with Crosby and Malkin. And uh, I don't know how I feel about that. It, it's crazy to think that these two have been, just been together for just so long. And the GM, Ron Hextall, of the Pittsburgh Penguins talked about how he doesn't know what to sell. I'm, I'm paraphrasing his word, but we, that they, they can't keep selling prospects because they've sold prospects for so long under those teams that they've depleted their farm. So now they're in a tough position as maybe they'll be rebuilding, maybe not after this season. So that's a little bit of a something to look at even after this season heading into the off season. So because it looks like that the future of the Pittsburgh Penguins is very uh blurry. That's the that's the uh, best way I can put it. So Detroit, even though they're likely not to make the playoffs, still a great fun team, in my opinion, to, to watch. They lose in overtime against San Jose. The Colorado Avalanche lose to the surprising Nashville Predators 5-4 to four in overtime. So the Florida Panthers, they're, they're still near the tops of the standings. They're second in the whole NHL in points percentage right behind Carolina with winning the season series against Carolina. And the Florida Panthers, they'll have two days off. They're off on Wednesday. They don't practice at all on Wednesday, and they'll be back on Thursday uh, practicing right before their back-to-back matchup against the Dallas Stars on Friday and then the Columbus Blue Jackets on Saturday. The Dallas Stars, uh, they ended a streak for the Panthers winning what, coming out of the break, and they ended the Pittsburgh Penguins's. 10-game winning streak as well. So they've been known in their recent stretch after not playing for a few weeks of stopping some streaks. So they got a, the Florida Panthers got a point last time against the Dallas Stars, but they're looking to get uh, two points this time around as this one will be home at FLA Live Arena. And then they welcome in the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, on Saturday, their first matchup against the Columbus Blue Jackets this season. So... We'll be coming back to you more this week and talking more about those upcoming games this weekend as now 
we will ask this question. Will Spencer Knight be back off the COVID-19 list because of a back-to-back? Sergey Bobrovsky has been able to start every game because they haven't been able to have a back-to-back and you've been able to ride on that goalie, but does Sergey Bobrovsky play that back-to-back on Saturday, Sunday? Something to monitor uh, coming this coming weekend as the Panthers have that back-to-back this upcoming weekend. And we'll monitor that, so... If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so we know the final every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Lockdown NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Lockdown Bets, your one-stop shop for all things betting. Lockdown Bets. Hosted by Boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms, so subscribe to Lockdown Bets Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Tom Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day. <laughs>